Hi, everyone. Welcome back and happy Thursday. All right, guys. Well, we're back to talk about the Real Housewives of Orange County. But before we get into that with Ricky Cornish, which we are so happy to have him back, Ricky's just been like traveling the world. I just wanted to keep you guys posted. We are back tomorrow for our members only morning meeting at 10 a.m. So if you guys aren't a part of members, make sure to be a part of it, get joined. And then, of course, we have hot, messy topics at 12. Guys, go ahead and smash that like button. Drop a rating for last night's episode of The Real Housewives of Orange County. 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. And let's welcome Ricky. Hello. Hey, sister. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So the audience might be thinking, like, what is this, like, different backdrop? What is going on? So to clear up the confusion, I got a new laptop. And for whatever reason, she is not agreeing with the whole green screen, like, virtual backdrop situation. So I decided to let you all into my home. (laughs) Hey, we like that. We like a good home moment. Now, after this, you're going to be like, everyone's going to be like, Ricky, show us on Instagram Live. Take us in the room. Literally, they're going to say, Ricky, give us a house tour now. And trust me, y'all y'all are going to be appalled at my decor style. I don't even have a style. All the stuff that I have in my house is just like hand-me-downs. Like when people are moving, they're like, I need to get rid of this stuff. And I'm like, great, I'll take it. So that's why I, I would never do that because honestly, it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love decorating. So I get, but I'm still always like, no. I'm not sharing. Sorry. Okay, you know what? I'll pay you a side gig when you come out to Vegas for BravoCon. I'll throw you some money to help me decorate my office. <laughs> I'm just going to get a bunch of photos of cannolis. Cannolis yes, that it. we'll be eating. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ricky, one to 10, 10 being the highest. What are you giving last night's episode? Um, last night's episode, it was a little bit slower, which makes sense. They were leaving their trip. You know, they're going back home, like blah, blah, blah. I still think it was really good though. Overall, this season I think is really great. Um, because I love that OC in my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of the viewers will agree. It feels like we're back to like what OC used to be with Tamara back and Heather being there. And Jen, I think is a great newbie, but specifically last night's episode, I'd give it maybe like a six probably. Yeah. I think I'd give it a six too. You know, we kick off the episode. I'm copying you here, but kind of to take us back at the beginning of the episode, we kick off where we left off, which is with Heather kind of telling Gina that she can't put her personal issues and the things that she struggles with on her partner, Travis, because he is not her therapist. Now, I listened to this and I agreed and I disagreed. I'm going to kind of give you my version of this and then kind of pick your brain because Jason knows everything about me, everything that I'm feeling. I'm an emotional guy. I cried on my birthday. I was like, I'm 30. And like, (laughs) Jason's like, I have a great day planned. It's like, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to get it together. And then like nine personalities, you know? So it's like, I want to share all of that with the person that I'm spending time with. And then, you know, like you, you have pain, you have things that come up. Like you're not a perfect person. You've gone through shit, especially a woman with kids who we know she dealt with domestic violence on national television. Do you think that Heather's advice was fair or no? So I kind of feel the same way that you do where I could see where I get where she's coming from and it can be really good advice, but I think it also isn't for everybody. And I don't think it was necessarily the best advice for Gina. And I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Like when Gina and Travis talked about the advice that she gave and how they broke it down. But I would say like, 
the advice that Heather was giving, I don't think was necessarily bad advice because um, I get where she's coming from. It's, I think her advice would have been great for a relationship that's new. Because let's say that Gina and Travis had just started dating and Gina was still kind of crying about her ex a lot. And if she was going to Travis about it all the time, I can see why Travis would be kind of annoyed. Like, I'm not trying to like, I'm not your ex. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear about those problems all the time. Like we're new, like we're fresh. So I can't, I see what Heather means where that could cause problems or whatever. But I think this advice wasn't really necessary for Gina because as we see, especially later in this episode, Gina and Travis have been together for a while. They're very, very solid. And as you were talking about, like Travis wants to know everything about Gina. He wants to be there for Gina. He doesn't want Gina to feel like a burden by calling him and talking about these things. And like you said, she went through a real trauma. I mean, these things that she went through with Matt are no joke. And she's got to have a slip up here and there when she's going through some things. So I get what Heather was coming from. I don't think she was trying to get bad advice, but I don't think it was the best advice for Gina. You know what was so crazy is somebody posted on Instagram, like, what, Gina, you're triggered by this new Jen girl and her relationship because of the cheating, but you're not triggered by your ex who the domestic violence situation, like filming a scene with him in your kitchen. How does that make sense? And I was like, oh, Gina, girl, I don't know, but you got to answer that one because that's, that's a fair question, Gina. But also, I'm going to be like, that's the father of my children. Exactly. I'm to be here. Exactly. And I think Gina in her heart has forgiven Matt for the things that he's put her through. And I think they've developed a really strong uh, relationship as co-parents, despite being divorced. I think that they do that very well. And I think she just really loves what they built. But I think at the same time, she still has a hard time getting over the things she went through. It's all very understandable. And I think I don't know if she has a therapist, but it's always great to have therapy, especially when you go through things like this. So if she's not looking into that, she definitely should, because I think everybody needs therapy. We all could use it. So hopefully she's getting the help she needs. You know who I feel like uses the show as their therapist? And I feel like this person probably d- does not have a therapist because she's just like, she she doesn't need one. She tells everybody everything. Would be Tamara Judge. Did you wow. see the part where she goes in the tent and then she continues to just like slam this Ryan guy and she's like, listen, he screwed more married men from, or more married women from my gym. And Shannon's like, (gasps) and I love the classic, like over the top housewife reaction. She's like, oh my God, this just puts a pit (laughs) in my stomach. Does she know that this man is a whore? Like, you know, like this is how like they're looking at him. And I'm like, Tamara, you are messy as hell, girl. I also, have you noticed that all of the women are competing for her attention? Like this is kind of sick. This is Tamara's show. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know what? This is definitely giving. First off, all of the, you know, Housewife fans out there, especially the Orange County fans, you all better be thanking Tamara Judge. Okay. Cause this queen came back to the show and she came ready to work. She's messier than ever. <laughs> she's calling everybody out. You know, she's doing what honestly OC has needed for quite some time and she's not afraid of anybody. And that kind of ties into what you're saying, how they're all kind of afraid of her a little bit. I would, I kind of think what Tamara's experiencing right now or what we're seeing is exactly what Heather went through last season. I think when Heather came back, she was kind of on this mission to lead the cast in the show because that's kind of what she was assigned to do, if you ask me. And I think all of the girls were kind of like intimidated by Heather a little bit. And now we're seeing that this season because now Tamara's back, who's an even bigger force, you could argue, than Heather. And I think they're all kind of like figuring out what they think of Tamara. But also Tamara is interesting because not only is she coming back and doing what she does best as, you know, a really an OG. I know she's not considered like technically an OG, but she really is at the end of the day. I know. Um, Yeah. 
she's been around forever. And so she's doing what she does best. But not only that, she also brought Jen. Like, Jen is Tamara's friend. So not only is Tamara shaking things up on her own, she's shaking things up by bringing this friend in who's the hot topic amongst these ladies. So you got to give props to Tamara. She did what needed to be done. <laughs> I'm just happy that Heather Debro got the cast stoned. And we yeah. can chill out for two seconds. I was like, ugh. Thank no. you, Heather Debro. Heather Debro is mother. I mean, she's literally mother. When she said in the episode, like, does anyone have a joint or who wants to smoke a joint? I cackled. I'm like, that's mother. <laughs> that's there she is. There she is. And you know, there of course, like we know that they attempted to sleep in the tent, which by the way, if I had a million dollar villa, I would not be sleeping in the tent. But I want to go over to this situation for a second. Actually, it started here. But Jennifer ends up telling Ryan when she gets home about Tamara's attacks. But before she got home, she did kind of give him a heads up. And she's like, I don't want to give him the details because I don't want him to freak out. And I'm thinking, I don't want Eddie to beat this guy's ass. Like, you don't want Eddie to get the details, not Ryan. Like, there's probably, if he's out here sleeping with everybody's wife, there's probably a long list of husbands in the OC, like, that don't like this guy. I'm just guessing. Right. If you have that big of a reputation, they all go to the same places. They go to the quiet woman. They go to the it's not my fucking plate, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we see them in the same places. It's obviously a small community. So I'm just waiting. Like if I hear and I'm not one to promote violence or anything like that. But if I hear a story of like Ryan running into somebody's ex-husband, I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised when I hear the rest of that story, because this is like a little crazy. You can't just go sleep with everybody's wife. I know. No, it's seriously crazy, but I hate to say it. Like, if his reputation really is, is as bad as they're making it out to be, dude, you signed up to be on the show, and Jen signed up to be on the show as well. Like, they must have known that this was going to be brought up. I'm sure they're probably disappointed in Tamara being the one who's, like, continuously bringing it up. And, like, you know, now we're seeing her filming one-on-ones with Eddie about it. And, like, Tamara's really bringing this out on the show. And I'm right. sure... Jen and Ryan are a little disappointed by that, just given the fact that they seem to really have a good friendship with Tamara and Eddie. So that is very disappointing. But at the same time, I mean, listen, if your reputation really is known as a serial cheater, I mean, it's not just like you cheated once, like you continuously cheat on people like that's really, really bad. So you must have known that was going to come out on the show. Like, come on. And also, I would never get into a relationship with somebody who's so and I get it. Like, I feel so bad. I'm looking at jen and she seems so sweet she's like i'm she is this is like one of those quintessential moments of like whether it's the woman trying to fix the man the man trying to fix the woman but it's like oh my god you don't see the good in him like i see i see another side i know he has this past but he would never do that to me and i'm like over here like no girl listen to heather debro because when heather said when someone shows you who they are or tells you who they are you have to listen it's like no he's telling you i have never not like I cheated once. I have never been faithful in a relationship ever. Ooh. Like, that's bad, Jen. Bad. I, I honestly, I mean, it's so hard because, like, it's very obvious that Jen and Jen really fell for Ryan, which is amazing. But, like, I don't, I mean, I feel bad even, like, in her housewife confessional, she's admitting, she's like, you know, I do, I do worry sometimes and I am concerned that he might cheat one day. I mean, girl, I don't, I, I would love to get your opinion on this because, like, I'm single, so I don't really have these issues. But, like, wouldn't you argue, like, if, if you were worried, even worried, like, if you were even contemplating day in and day out that Jason could potentially cheat on you, wouldn't you, like, consider that a huge red flag and, like, proceed with caution when it comes to a relationship? 
Yeah, like I, I wouldn't be able to be in a relationship like that. You know, even when Jason and I worked in West Hollywood and Jason worked at Pump and he was around like all of these people, like Lisa hires like some of the most pretty people to run these restaurants and like Jason managing them. And like, if, if I if I didn't trust him, I would not have been able to be like, oh my God, that's great. You're in the middle of Boys Town six days a week and yeah. you're not getting home till three o'clock at night. I could not trust that. If I if I didn't trust, there's no way. I just could not live my life like that. I would move on. Yeah, me I too, me on. too. And so I, I, I do worry for her. It's like, who wants to get into a relationship with someone who's known as a serial cheater? I mean, like, I kind of agree with what they were saying in the episode last night. I'm sure Ryan might be a really cool guy, maybe. I mean, we really, we really don't know much about him yet, but <clears throat> excuse me, I, I kind of agree with, like, with, with what Eddie was saying and Heather, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. And so that that makes me nervous for our girl, Jen. It does. Um, someone said, Vicky Harnish. Kelly said, Heather is a huge party girl. Dope and blow. Oh, <laughs> Kelly Dodd. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> serious question. Yes. Whitewater rafting or fly fishing? A hundred percent rafting. I'm an adventure seeker. I love that kind of stuff. Like I would be having so much fun on those waves. The idea of standing there trying to catch a fish. I've gone fishing a couple times. I think it is so boring. No offense to the girlies who love to fish, but for it's not for me. I think it's like so boring. I like the adventure. So I would be on that raft, like having having the best time. So that's that's what I would prefer. I agree with that. And also, listen, it's either fly fishing with them and who was it? Was it was it Chuck or Buck? Or Butch, I think it yeah, was Butch. Or, yeah, some, yeah, 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 it was yeah, yeah. Fly fishing with Butch or white water rafting with K Dog's balls. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, so like, call me crazy. If I was on that raft, I would say, "Yo, bro, you're showing." <laughs> like, I would say something. Like, I think Taylor also- tried. She's like, "You want some spaghetti and meatballs? <laughs> yeah. Do you want?" She's like, wow. Like, okay. But here's my question for you, Adam. And this might be a little inappropriate. So I apologize if it is. But what did you notice if your balls were out? Like, when did you feel the breeze and everything? Like, w- being on the raft and the temperature? Like, I think I would notice if mine were showing. <laughs> maybe K Dog was just like, I'm going to get lucky. And yeah. maybe K Dog was just trying, like, maybe this is his way of fishing. You know, <laughs> he's fishing. K-Dog's what? fishing for a cougar. And he's like, listen, I'm 23. Here's the lure. And well, you know, it's hysterical. The fact that the camera was facing like directly at him too. Like he was like, I'm just going to show off for everybody. <laughs> I don't know how you would not notice that. I would die. I mean, that is, that's very different than walking around with your fly zip down or something like this. Oh, yeah. This is like, you're just, you're, I feel like I love my business with YouTube. I know it very well. I also know about all of my other business. I know where it's at, when it's out, when it's not out. I'm good. I'm very aware over here. So, K-Dog, we got to get our shit together. Yeah. Great at white white water rafting or whatever, but we got to reel it in here. We need K-Dog's reaction. We need to know, did he know that he was showing off for the world or is he just as shocked as the rest of us were? We need to know. K-Dog, if you're out there, let us know what was going on when you watched the episode last night. K-Dog is, last night, K-Dog was cheering with all of his friends and he was like, whoa, bro, that's crit. And they were like, dude, that's amazing. He's like, bro, like my, we're on national television. Like you could see like the chest bump. You know what I mean? Like he's a bro. Please, a, a big his big Hollywood moment for sure. <laughs> his big Hollywood moment. All right, and then also by the way, you know, like the waiter or the waiter. I'm like Heather DeBro. This is 
Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. Something else. We love her, though. We love her. <laughs> we love her. All right. So now we take it back to the saloon. One last night at the saloon. It looks all nice, but we know how these trips end. They end like shit. Okay. <laughs> Something is bound to happen. And we go around and we start talking. And Heather DeBro gives us the good and the bad. And Heather's like, listen, the good was I got to shovel some shit. And when I did, I saw that it takes a lot of people in this world to make the world keep going round. And I understand more. And they're all looking at her like, so you're pretty much saying that you see how like people live who aren't rich, like people, (laughs) not everyone lives in a 20,000 square foot mansion with a push for champagne button in their closet. Like this is, is that what you're saying, Heather? And she's like, that is exactly what I'm saying. And this is, you know, and she's just like unapologetically and she's like, you know, and then the bad part, the bad part is, I have to be honest with you, Tamara and Shannon. I kind of felt a little left out when you guys were in the bedroom and they're looking at each other like, the hell are you talking about? And Shannon flips her shit. Shannon's yeah. like, I got to be honest with you, Heather. And I'm like, this is true, Shannon. Like, this is so dramatic for no reason. And I was talking to Shaylee about this downstairs and she was so team Shannon. And I was like, no, I'm team Heather on this because Heather was saying, I'm not. I'm not putting this on you guys. I'm saying this was my own personal, like, I'm like FOMO jealous. Like I'm trying to figure my shit out. You took it like, it's like, I'm attacking you. I'm not attacking you. And Shannon's like, the minute that you saw after all of the hurt that we're back together, you want to take that? And Heather's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That is not what this was intended for. Right. Okay, so my thoughts are I'm kind of team nobody in this situation, to be honest. I'm kind of team nobody because here's my thing. I love me some Heather. Okay, I love Heather down. But I did think it was a little bit of a reach. Like, you're literally trying to tell me, like, the absolute down of this trip. Like, you're saying the worst part of this trip was feeling a little left out from Shannon and Tamara, as opposed to the blowout that you had with Taylor. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was a little bit of a reach for Heather to say that that was her low. So I kind of understood, because like, I could imagine myself being Tamara or Shannon in this situation and being like, what? Like, you're saying the way we made you feel was the worst part of the trip for you? Like, I could completely understand how they would feel some type of way. But at the same time, I don't think it justified that much of a reaction from Shannon. Like, like, I mean, Shannon, girl, we don't need to be crying about this and having a whole scene. And I thought Heather played it beautifully she was like i'm just saying i felt some type of way i'm not saying you guys did anything wrong like i think heather did a very good job of cleaning it up um but i i did think it was a little strange like i get where heather's coming from no one likes to feel like the third you know in a group of three like no one likes to feel like that no one likes to feel left out but i could also understand why Tamara and shannon would be a little shocked like that was the worst part of your trip for you like so i but overall i think this was kind of silly um And uh, I'm on nobody's side in this argument. (laughs) Yeah, see, and I also feel like, you know, the reason why, like, I think, and I hate to say this, because you never want to, like, all of these women are so incredibly blessed. You know what I mean? They have beautiful lives, families, lots of money. Like, they're good. Maybe not, some have more than others. And obviously, Heather has more than all of them. And I wonder if part of this is, like, a jealousy. Like, you ju- she like uses these words and sometimes they look at each other and they're like, I don't know what the hell that means. And she's like, I'm not trying to malign you. And yeah. you're like, what did that just call me? 
I, not malign me. Hey, hold on. <laughs> I'm Googling this shit. And if that's fighting words, then... And she's like, no, take out a dictionary, girl. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she talks that way. She's very... She has this opulent lifestyle. And I think sometimes they look at her like, you're not related. We can't relate to you. And it almost makes me feel like after her season 16 return how they did the whole intro for her and put the whole season around her, which was kind of a flop. And they did the same thing with Tamara going into this season. It made me think that all of the women were going to get together anyways and try to take Heather out because that would be the next natural step. It's like, who do we go after? We're either going after Tamara or Tamara spearheading the attack on Heather, which that's exactly what we got. Yeah, I definitely think the the biggest thing that came from this last episode is that the argument itself is stupid, but we see the cracks starting i think this was going to be the bit first big thing that's going to drive a wedge between heather and tamara and shannon um so it's going to be interesting to see how things go on because as we know heather has a really rough season this season and so i think this is the beginning of it and i told heather this in the interview to kind of like feedback on what you just talked about with what heather says and how she's presented and whatever i mean call me crazy but i think heather just gives main character energy i mean i think she she runs like she is a real housewife like i think if you think about what we would all wish for in a real housewife Heather Dubrow is that. She's rich. She's fabulous. She has an amazing family. She knows how to get things going. She's a hot topic of conversation. Like, she kind of has everything, if you ask me. So I think that's what rattles the other women quite a bit, is the fact that she is so herself. And I think the other girls just don't always love that. Um, So that's at least my hot take on it. I just really think Heather's great. And I think that last night is the beginning of the crumblings between this group of friends. Right. And I also think that she adds something different in the sense that a lot of housewives have to get together and figure out their stories for the next season. And she has so many moving parts. And it's not because like she's trying to, but it's, you know, like her children and, you know, announcing that they're part of the LGBTQI plus community, going off to college, more businesses. We're moving to LA. We're still freaking filthy rich. You know what? Not only are we moving to LA, we're we're building a home family. We got to name it Casa something in Mexico. And then we're also building one over here in Montana. And then we're buying the penthouse in LA. Like there's so much shit that's going on in her life that it's, she doesn't need to come up with anything to be relevant. And I think that also probably annoys people a little bit what did you think though when heather in front of the table when they were all sitting there and they were doing the back and forth when all of the ladies kind of voiced their concern about how long travis will put up with that and i forgot exactly what heather's words were but she's like you don't want to be a burden or something like that and gina was like deal with that deal I I get where Gina's coming from in that situation, for sure. I wouldn't like that either. Again, I personally think if this was a new relationship and someone was telling me, I don't know how much your new boo will love you talking like that and doing that, I would understand where they're coming from. But the fact is, I don't know how long Gina and Travis have been together now, but it's been a while. I mean, they live together. They're literally raising their kids together, like. So if someone said to me, I don't know how long someone will stick around with that type of behavior, I would I would feel some type of way, too. And also, it's very obvious that Gina was just emotionally hostile this whole trip. You know, she's crying like she was she was kind of going through it. So I think anything that somebody would have said in that realm would have set her off. And I think that's just what Heather did, you know. Right. I also wonder, because all of the rumors before they started filming we're saying like the rumors, everybody, we know how these mills go, especially in the Bravo world. Taylor Armstrong is coming back to take Gina's spot. Gina demoted to friend. And she's like, 
Girl, I'm about to give you all the emotions. You want heightened emotions? I'm about to Shannon Bedore the hell out of this. <laughs> you know? And because you see them and you either know how to put it on or not. Like Jason and I talked about this. There was one scene in the very beginning of the season where Heather Debro and Tamara Judge were filming with Gina and they were so good at carrying the dialogue and Gina was watching them, like kind of trying to figure out how to fit into it. And it's like, oh, those moments are obvious when you know who the true housewives are in this. And then you see like moments last night that a lot of viewers, I don't think would dissect it the same way that we might. But when you see Tamara and Eddie walking and they're hiking and he's like, you know, how was your trip? And Tamara's like, well, I got to tell you what happened. I'm like, you guys don't think that she was telling him the whole time. Like, you don't think that she got home and she's like, Eddie, listen to this. And then like this, I'm going to tell you all of this. I just want to gear you up. I'm going to tell you that Ryan said he was going to me and you know, just we're, we're going to film the scene tomorrow because you can see the face, like the reactions are just, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, 100%. And the best was when Eddie said, uh, what, what did he say? He had some tea, like that this group of guys had told him something also. And Tamara was like, what they did. It was just kind of like you guys, seriously. So not only was their conversation kind of obvious, Jen's and Ryan's conversation, girl, please. Like, you know, Jen had given him the heads up before they started filming. I mean, reputation as a serial (laughs) cheater was brought up in Montana. Give me a break. Like when when he's swearing, that's not true. I'm like, <laughs> Ryan, just change your name to Ryan. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, the reunion of season nine of Atlanta when Todd and Kenya are like, they're acting their asses off. <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I think of. They're acting their asses off. <laughs> like that's, he's like, that's not true. And she's like, no. And like, if, you know, if I came out with all of the things, like, I have a lot in this fall, and she's lucky I'm being nice. And he's like, well, maybe it's time not to be nice anymore. Oh, I'm like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Jen, I don't know where you're from, girl, but it says a lot when you meet somebody and you find out where they're from. Like, I know a lot of great um, people from, like, Middle America and Southern <laughs> Bells, and I know that they can dress up, they look amazing, they can be very beautiful, and they can also be very feisty. And Tamara is not your typical OC chick. So the moment that you try to act like you have some shit on her and you back her into a corner, well, apparently she's going to throw a napkin in your face and flip out. I was gagged that that's next week. I was like, oh, we're already at the napkin throwing. I, so I interviewed Gina, I think like like last week, and we were just kind of talking about the season so far. And she was like, Ricky, like, can you believe how much we've already done in the first couple of episodes? I'm like, no, girl. And she said, and you will not even believe it's just the tip of the iceberg. Like, just get ready. So you got to give credit to these OC ladies because they came back and they really said, no, we need to fix this show and yeah. make it good again and make it what it used to be. And they are doing that flawlessly so far. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. I I feel like they're doing a great job. And Andy just recently said in an interview that he's pretty sure that Vicky Gumbelson will be making a full-time return for next season. So that gets me excited. Like, I like that we're getting our trust amigas back. Hopefully we have like a little bit of an ego that's kind of been deflated, maybe humbled a little bit more. And we have like a show and not like a diva. I mean, a diva, but not like a total diva. You know what's so funny, by the way, too? I don't know if you know this because... You represent, like, obviously, when you do your interviews, you represent Out Magazine, right? Right. And so Bravo, for a lot of, like, talent, if it's podcasters or YouTubers right now, 
Like a lot of the Bravo talent, they're on bands. Like they're not allowed to do podcast interviews, YouTube interviews. Jason and I were talking about this and Jason's like, you know, did you see Ricky's interview? I was like, no, yeah, I did. I said, last time we spoke, he was talking about interviewing Heather Dubrow. He's like, so they can do interviews. I said, yeah, but they can do interviews right now with major media. They're not doing interviews with, because I think what happened was you get sometimes like YouTubers or podcasters or people who just really like, I think they forget that there is a whole business involved and the network is trying to keep control over the narrative and they need to know, like they need to make sure everything that goes out aligns with what they want. And sometimes you get a lot of people who want that gotcha moment just because it helps the channel. And then Bravo's like, okay, wait a minute. You want the gotcha moment? How about this? Got your ass. You're not getting anything. You know? Yeah, I did not know about that. That's super, super interesting. I didn't realize they were kind of on a podcast hold right now. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you'll agree. I personally find not just housewives, but celebrities in general, like anybody, like when they go on a podcast, they're way more loose lipped. They're way more comfortable. Like that's just at least what I've observed because podcasts are just so conversational. They're so easy. They're so fun. Versus when you're doing like a full on interview and you know, it's like going in the press, like even though it's kind of silly nowadays, because like, you know, you can get just as much information from a magazine in a podcast interview like people as long as they're talking you'll probably get some good information anywhere but i think just given the history of media and interviews and all of that there's just more of like an official i guess status you can say like i don't know if that's correct but you know what i mean um so i didn't realize that that's interesting because yeah i personally haven't had um any like real slowdown or anything like that thankfully um i'm still rocking and rolling i actually just got to interview erica yesterday oh did you yeah, which was so awesome about her Vegas residency. Um, and of course, we talked about a couple Beverly Hills things. I haven't posted it just yet, but I'll probably be posting maybe a clip or two either today, tomorrow, or at the very latest early next week. So I'm excited for people to check that out because she was awesome. That's so exciting. See, you know what I mean? I think it's. I think that's also great. I think it's smart too, as for Bravo as a network and a business. I like you said, just to button it up. It's like you're a little bit more loose lip and comfortable in these podcast conversations and say things and you know there's not i don't know i don't know listen i'm not mad at you bravo i get it yeah we're manifesting adam's interviews to return (laughs) no listen it's okay i as much as i love them i love 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 our interviews if we get breaks we're okay with breaks bravo yes sometimes it's needed yes sometimes it's needed oh by the way um, I saw in the live chat where some people were asking about BravoCon tickets. And I think Shaylee said that they are supposed to go on sale July 21st. Ooh, so, yeah, y'all better book your flights. Make it happen. I cannot wait for BravoCon. I can't believe we're getting closer. It's, it's going to be here before we know it. We are right around the corner. And, you know, BravoCon, it kind of feels like just like a little sea of stars. And speaking of a sea of stars, before we end up wrapping this up, I had to ask you about another person. Okay. Little, Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> what? what was that? I'm bored. I hate to say it. She's a cute girl and I like Emily. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. I don't want to see these kids modeling. I'm so bored. I don't even care. Okay, I'll be honest with you guys. Like, I started watching Housewives at the end of my high school run. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you know this. I'll keep this short because I know we're short on time. But um, What's funny is the reason I actually started watching Housewives, this is like exclusive, Adam. The reason I started watching Housewives is because Dorit, of course, on Beverly Hills, like was very friendly with my uh, with my uncle growing up in high school. Like they kind of like grew up together. They were like really, really close. And so when it was announced that Dorit was joining the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, 
you know, my uncle's texting us. He's like, oh my God, you guys, like Dorit's going to be on this show. And my, I think my mom has met her. I know for a fact my dad has. And like, this is all pre-Housewives or whatever, right? And so when this happened, we were like, oh, well, we got to support. Like, let's watch. So we started watching Dorit on Beverly Hills. And then my mom was like, wait, this is like really entertaining. I'm going to try watching the other franchises. And then she started watching. That's when I think Kelly Dodd joined OC. Mm. That's when Margaret joined New Jersey. Like there was like a lot going on in the Housewives world when we first started watching. And so we all kind of got into it, right? And now obviously me then working in media, I started you know interviewing these Housewives and stuff. So it's very full circle. Um, and I bring this up because Dorit's when I started watching Beverly Hills. So I never watched it when Yolanda was on and she had Gigi and Bella and like they were kind of going through a similar thing on the Housewives. But I would like to think I don't really think that's that interesting either. Like, love Gigi, love Bella. Like, that's cool. But I don't really want to see Yolanda. I don't really like the momager storyline. It's basically what I'm trying to say. I wasn't yeah. that interested when Lisa Rinna did it with her daughters. Like, I think it's kind of boring. So then Emily trying to do it with Annabelle. I'm like, I said, I, for- <laughs> I, th- I forgot who said this. I think it was even Tamara who said it on Two Teas in a Potter or it was Teddy. But one of them said, like, I don't like I'm good on the kids. Like. Yeah, I really don't love the scenes with the kids and yeah. I get that. And I understand that the network is trying to sh- show them as like a full circle. Like she's right. a mom, she's a wife, she's a villain. She could do it all. You right. know what I mean? But yeah. Again, my original question, I think I brought this up the last time. Where is her storyline of her saving the people who are wrongfully prosecuted? Where is that? I thought that storyline was actually interesting. Um, and now she's taking her kid to modeling like stuff what like i don't understand like what happens like why did we go from that to this i'm still waiting for her to explain that i'm hoping she will at some point but like i thought that storyline was actually very interesting and i thought it would have been very cool to see her using her law degree and like you know her profession to help people who were wrongfully prosecuted but now i'm just seeing her taking her to you know a modeling agency i'm like i don't want to see this like what happened you know yeah no yeah i get that I get that. And, you know, even when Gigi and Bella were doing it, it wasn't exciting to watch on TV. It was just exciting to see how great it turned out for them and now to watch them in, like, life. But Anne T said, what language did Dorit speak back? I love this. Was it a blender? Was it a blender of different accents? Or was she like, Ricky, what are you doing out here, Ricky? And all of a sudden now it's like, PK. Oh my gosh, please. Well, y'all know Dorit is from Connecticut and that's where my family's from. So they were in Connecticut when they were hanging out at that age. So I don't know what was going on, but that's that's the tea that I can serve. <laughs> so you, I mean, I'm... Oh, wait, I'm sorry, British, say again. <laughs> do we have British accents in Connecticut? We do not. We do not. Okay, but here's the thing. And I'm not trying to be like a Dorit defender. Okay. Um, girl, she literally lived in Europe for how long? Like forever. She's married to a Brit. Like... I think if I know for me, I hate to say it, and this is so stupid, but if I talk to somebody who has an accent, I will literally like start picking it up a little bit. And I don't mean to, like, I just accidentally will say something like, I'm like, oh my God, I just like picked it up. So if I was married to a Brit and I lived in Europe, I think she was there for like 13 years or something crazy. Like I would probably have a weird accent too. (laughs) My first, listen, I, I went to college in Tennessee and my first interview ever was with Macy Bookout from Teen Mom for a communications project. And I was 20 years old. It was 10 years ago. And I remember going on and being like, 
Macy, how are you doing? And I had such a thick Southern draw and I watch it back and I'm like, who the fuck is that? And when I talk to my family, sometimes back home, like back home, um, I talked to my sister the other day and she goes, Hey bro, how are you doing? And I'm like, this is not, we grew up the same. <laughs> we grew up in the same place. What, where is that from? No, you know, so I, I get to, what you're saying. I'll take the defense. Yes, exactly. I went to the South for Memorial Day weekend. I came back saying y'all every other word. Okay, like it's just the culture. <laughs> it's just the culture. Leave it at, leave the culture alone. Okay, period. <laughs> Me too. I'm from Austin, Texas, and I had an accent. When I go back and visit for a month every summer, I come back with one too. I get there you it. Go. I get it, guys. We'll leave Dorit alone because the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills doesn't come back to the fall. Then we'll just harass her then. When did you hear the rumors that her and Kyle may have fallen out? Are those the rumors? That's the rumor. I don't know if it's true. I'm not trying to spread the rumor, even though I guess I just, <laughs> but I'm not trying to. I just saw it on Twitter. I don't know anything. I just saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it's true. I'm just, I'm just talking with my friend. <laughs> well, to be fair, oddly enough, just talk, you know, and however many thousands of views this is going to get. But, you know. To be fair, if you see all of the photos and stuff surfacing after the Mauricio and Kyle split, non-split, you see a lot of her and Teddy. You see her and, like, her family. We don't really see Dorit around. And Dorit and PK have always been so close to Mauricio. And and then, of course, always the rumors of Mauricio and Dorit. That's messy, though. It's so messy. messy. That's not right. It's one thing that, like you're saying, and I think that's where these rumors are stemming from. We're not not seeing Kyle and Dorit hanging out. So I think that's why people are saying, did they fall out? Like, we're not seeing them around. So I can see why that rumor is kind of coming about. But Dorit sleeping around with Mauricio is so messy. And that is so so not right. (laughs) You know... It was funny, too, because people were asking me because Alison Dubois, the medium, she did an interview and people were like, Adam, what do you think Kyle and Mauricio are going to say? And I'm like, you're joking, right? They're not giving this woman the time of day. They're not going to answer her. They're going to think they're probably, if anything, they'll retag her in a post with a clown emoji over her face. Like They're not giving her, you know what I mean? That's I'm not dissing Alison Dubois. I'm just saying like. They're like, not giving you a comment. No. Like, imagine if you were Kyle and Mauricio, you would not want to fuel the fire, especially if somebody was saying some stuff like that so long ago. Like, yeah. you definitely don't want to, at the very least, direct that person at all. At yeah. all. No way. I think that's the best way to maneuver, too. I think that there's so many times where people, like, they try to get something out of you or they try to get a reaction. Or I mean, listen, paparazzi, they, they've they been doing it for years. And that's, like, Britney Spears with, like, the umbrella and shit like that. But, like... Even in this, like with reality TV and sometimes even doing these jobs where you get people and sometimes they like to say things, it's like they just want you to give them a reaction so they can keep going and get bigger and whatever. And it's like when Kathy Hilton said silence is golden, she wasn't joking. It really is golden. Like just you own you, you maintain your power by just not saying anything. Exactly. Until the cameras are rolling, honey. (laughs) Keep that power. Yeah. I don't get paid to argue with you. No. Get out of here. No. I'm not paying my bills. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ricky, I appreciate the heck out of you. Thank you, as always. And if they don't know, well, yeah, let them know. Let's bring you up. Yes. You can find me on all the socials at Ricky Cornish. And yeah, any Super Bravo fans out there, you might have seen a couple clips of me recently. Gina just retweeted a clip, a clip of us on her Twitter, uh, us talking about Vicky's return. So if you guys haven't seen that, definitely go check it out. My Instagram is really just me being fun and flirty and you know having a hot girl moment 
have a girl moment. Uh, but Twitter is really where you'll see a lot of my housewife stuff. That's where I like to post a lot of clips and stuff like that. So Twitter is definitely the place to be. Um, and then I was going to say, actually, before we go, Adam, I was going to say, I think my favorite moment from last night's episode was Travis's confessionals. Um, I just absolutely loved everything that he was saying about her. Like, I fell in love with him. I'm jealous of Gina. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Travis, you're a class actor. No, I actually, I had that on the bottom of my notes because it was the last one. It says, Travis, his confessional and understanding for her feelings is wow. Like I, Kathy Hilton, my notes where I'm just like, I get it. Nobody else would get that. But yes, absolutely. When I saw the confessional and I saw him, his reasoning and the understanding behind that, there's so many people who aren't confident enough in themselves and in their relationship that they could never be that way. Or they could, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, first of all, her ex-husband is a very attractive man. Very. And Travis is like here, he's like, he, and he's telling Jenny, he's like, you just got me in my belly. You know, like the guy has like a, he has a good personality. And like, you're looking at this other guy and you're like, man, that was her ex. Like, okay, this is, I like him. Love him. I yeah. think we've seen him a little bit, you know, throughout the past few seasons. And like, he always just seemed like a cool guy. But after, I'm glad they finally gave him like a confessional and he was actually able to like speak on how he feels and stuff. And like everything he was saying, I literally was like pouting. I was just alone eating some food, watching the episode last night. And he's saying this. I'm like, why can't I have a Travis? <laughs> you're like messaging Gina. You're like, Gina, can I borrow like, your boyfriend for the day? She's I'm like, like, girl, are you sharing? Are you, are y'all? open <laughs> let's let's spice it up <laughs> she's like no ricky no <laughs> but no i agree i think that was a good call that was good and we have to give travis that i agree have to give travis his props i can't wait to see more of him hopefully this season yeah absolutely i like the little random confessionals from even sometimes like when we would get gia on mm-hmm. you know new jersey i like if it's a random and it's not all the time not excessive just like a little right. cameo confessional i'm here for it it's cute like it, it shows the bigger picture it shows the bigger picture All right. Ricky, do we have a busy day today? Yes. I'm literally about to jump into some meetings right after this today and just, you know, keep up the daily work grinds. That's pretty much it. I am starting to, well, I was going to say, I'm starting to slow down a little bit. I just came back from New York for vacation. I finally took my first vacation this year, even though I've been traveling a lot, which I am so grateful for. They've all been either for like weddings or work events or something like that. So this was the first trip I took where I was like, I'm just going to vacation. So I just came back from that. And then I just booked a trip to Chicago. If there's any Chicago girlies, I'm going there next month for market days, which is like a huge gay event um, out in Chicago. So I'll be there next month. So I'm just living the life, girl, running around. Just doing the damn thing. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be like you, sister, Mr. Four TikTok a day, two YouTube, three interview. I'm just trying to keep up with you. (laughs) I'm just trying not to... um get sick of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sending you water and I, some good vibes. Yes. I thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I by the I was telling Ricky before we got on here, guys, they, first of all, thank you everybody for being in here and thank you for everyone in the live chat smashing the like button. I am not feeling the best today. So I do appreciate everyone coming on and still joining us. And even before I got on, I had Jason and Shaylee and they're like, you can take the day off. And I'm like, excuse me, that does not exist. <laughs> we don't do that. Unless I'm like hit by a car knock on wood there's no wood i'm not going anywhere actually i would probably be in the bed the hospital bed and make them set up a gopro Ah. with like my leg up like this and they're like with a feeder tube like i would just have ai translate it we need to just get you on a reality show bro you literally are happy to mention it all so we just need to put you on a reality show oh no 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 nope that's it ricky we're done (laughs) we're done (laughs) all right guys thank you so much we'll see you next time and yeah go check out ricky 
Bye, guys. Love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.